now it's time for Rod and Real Radio with your hosts, Hop Along John Cassidy, fresh and saltwater expert angler Stan Vanderberg, and all-around outdoors fishing and hunting enthusiast Wendy Toshihara. If you love the outdoors, enjoy salt or freshwater fishing, this is the show for you. We'll cover most all of the fishing tournaments and events with special reports while providing you with the information you need as to how and where to experience the best fishing opportunities in Southern California, Baja, Alaska, or just about anywhere the fish are biting. We have some fantastic guests and reports lined up for you this evening, so sit back, relax, and get ready for the fastest two hours in radio. It's all right here, right now, on Rod and Reel Radio, the best stop on your radio dial for all the information you need for fishing opportunities all over the United States. Now here's your host, Hop Along, John Cassidy. Well, Mark Larson, thank you, and Southern California, welcome again to another Sunday edition of Rod and Reel Radio. I am indeed your underfished host, Hop Along John Cassidy, and it is our pleasure to welcome you to the show tonight. Hey, I think we really have a great show lined up for you. There's going to be a lot of information uh, uh, for you, and let me tell you just exactly what's happening. First, uh, you know, Stan's going to talk a little bit about the trip that he went on the Polaris Supreme. He said he had more fun than you could ever possibly have with your clothes on. He's going to want to talk all about it in the first segment. And then later on in the first hour, Jazz Moorhead's going to be with us. Who's Jazz Moorhead? He is the manufacturer of the California Flyer. And if you're not familiar with the California Flyer, it is a new flying fish lure that's on the market. We're going to talk a little bit to Jazz about that. If you want to go ahead and go to Rod and Real Radio on Facebook, I just took a picture of the California Flyer that my uh, uh, my friend Dave Conway has, and so you can see what the California Flyer looks like. So Jazz Moorhead will be with us. And then later on the show, Justin Poe from Accurate Fishing. He's going to be here to talk about the family of Accurate Reels that uh, you may want to go out and fish with, what model goes well to do what, and all the different models that are available. So Justin Poe from Accurate Fishing is going to be with us. And in the second hour, the Cabo Tuna jackpot just wound up. And after 23 years of being the tournament director, Pat McDonald is going to be stepping down. He's going to tell us all about, though, what happened with this year's Cabo Tuna jackpot, how it was different with the COVID-19 protocols and everything else like that. And we're going to want to talk to Pat and congratulations on 23 years as being the director of the Cabo Tonu jackpot. And we may want to find out what's in the future. So, hey, before we get all this going, let me introduce to you, first of all, my co-host, Wendy is not with us tonight. She had drawn an elk tag and is in Arizona, I think, trying to bag her elk. So, Wendy... I know you're listening to us. I hope it's worked out for you. You're dressed warmly, so good luck to you. Hey, uh, the other co-host of Rod and Real Radio is a good friend of ours. He uh, is a voice of 1-800-BASSBOAT and a real darn good fresh and saltwater angler in his own right, Mr. Stan Vandenberg. Stan, howdy. Howdy, John, everybody. Um, it's been uh, a great last week and a half <laughs> uh, i got back from a 10 day here what a couple of days ago and just kind of cleaning th- stuff up and now uh, the only thing i got to get ready for now is thanksgiving and then tournament of champions for uh 
one of the tournament circuits that I fish, and I'm my two points away from uh, or out from being angler of the year. So I got to beat the guy that's ahead of me now. All right, hey Stan, <laughs> I also know I know you're also just back from a trip on the Polaris Supreme. We're going to want to hear all about that, but let me also introduce our listening audience. I've got a special guest here in the palatial San Diego studios. He's a custom rod, rod wrapper, good friend of mine. He's also an employee of Angler's Arsenal, too. You can come in and talk to him about rod wrapping, fishing jigs, whatever it is, fishing swim baits. It's Mr. David Conway. Dave, how you doing? I'm doing good. Yeah, and I've asked Dave to come aboard because he is the first one that I know of to get a California flyer in his hands and will be, after we uh, chit-chat with Stan for a little while, be speaking with Jazz Moorhead from California Flyer Company about the flyer. So, Dave, I appreciate you coming on by. Absolutely. Yeah, and if you're just tuning in, go to Rod and Reel Radio on Facebook. I just snapped a picture of the California Flyer, so you're going to want to know what it looks like. So, But, Stan, you were not with us last week because you were out having too much fun on the Polaris Supreme. You want to give us a little rundown on how that trip went before you? Sure. Um, it was, you know, one of those deals where uh, I, I, normally I'd be on the Indy uh, right about now, getting on there and, and coming back before Thanksgiving, but the, the timing for their trips didn't work for me. So I got contacted by Tommy Rothery, the owner of the Polaris Supreme, and he goes, hey, I'll pulled to my five days up and uh, just make them a 10 day if you want to go. And I went, sure. So I, uh, he had uh, another group of guys that uh, didn't, wasn't a full trip. And I, I just filled it with my group of guys and, and uh, Jim Holman was the other uh, charter master that I got a chance to work with. Really nice man. And uh super nice guy actually. And we went out and did the run instead of, Playing with the bluefin, we decided, you know, if you want to play with bluefin, get a two-day. <laughs> but this one, let's go down and play with the something you can catch on the ridge and uh, go to Alejos, maybe one of the lower banks, and see what we could find. And we were entertained the whole way. By the, we we slid down the ridge first, went to the thirteen. That's the top of the ridge there, and uh, got a few. A few Wahoo that wasn't wide, but we got some of that, and there was a lot of Dorado, so it was entertaining right off the bat. If you wanted to keep Dorado for uh, ten days in the hold or eight days in the hold, um, you could you could get your limit real quick. It, they were all over the place. Every time you had a kelp patty, there were you know, or anything floating, and they took the time to put a couple of pallets out uh, on the way down and tie them up with a buoy on it so that they come back and find it. Um, and uh, it was it was entertaining as heck on that too. So we knew we were going to come back and find that thing in a few days. And so we went down to twenty three and caught more wahoo and and uh, got some of that tuna to forty pounds a little bit more. And uh, we're kind of waiting for the wind to stop because we heard up here was blowing thirty knots sustained and twenty foot seas out there. Uh, so I know the bluefin bite was kind of shut down from what I understood. <laughs> And uh, where we were supposed to be, it was supposed to be 20 knots sustained and nine foot seas. But the the great thing about traveling with a, a guy like Tommy Rothery, he's been doing this for so long. 
And he goes, hey, you know, this is one of those things that that the coastline bends in. We can kind of get out of the wind a little bit. And we stayed out of the, the wind pretty much the whole time. It got a little snotty. You know, it can get choppy out there. But we didn't have the giant rollers. Uh, we kept entertained with uh, Wahoo, Dorado, and Tuna. We got a, uh, a couple of grouper. And... Um, just played until we could turn and burn and go out to Alejos. And so when we got out to the flats out there, the cool thing about Tommy's kind of like a bass fisherman. He's, he's got all of it. He's got some really great electronics on this boat. He goes, uh, none of the other guys have this. And it, it was pretty neat for he and I to sit there in the wheelhouse. And I go, man, I would like to fish that stuff right there and maybe go down right here. And he goes, that's, that, he goes, that stuff right there, we're going to be looking at for sure. He goes, maybe we ought to look at that other little spot down below. So we put our heads together, and it was really fun because he's one of those guys that knows that, hey, the guys that are fishing it aren't fishing it right. Um, and if the fish aren't on this spot, he goes, because the current's wrong, we got to move just a little bit over here and to another spot, and that's where they'll be, which made it for a really wonderful trip. Uh, we had just a blast. The best parts, I mean, when we got out there to the flats outside of Alejos, we, he goes, we're going to get there about 11 o'clock at night, and we'll make bait and then fish all, all night, so take a nap after dinner. Uh, we got loaded up two wells, 300 pieces each of that mackerel uh, real quick, and he made a quick move and set the anchor, and we started dropper looping 80 or 100, whatever you had. And uh, the yellowtail out there, the smallest one I had was 30 pounds. Oh, uh, my. And it went up to 50. Uh, we, I, I think I put four or five the first night on the deck, and uh, it was tickled pink. I'm going, man, this is really going to be some great eating. <laughs> and, and you had a lot of tangles, as you can imagine, with dropper loop fishing and 40-pound yellowtail swinging around down there. You, you win a few, you lose a few, but you just keep fishing. You load up your rod and just turn the handle, try to get them off the bottom away from the rocks. And if you could get them pointed uphill, because they were probably 300 feet of water, um, it was it was uh, just a turn the handle and let them run a while, and then they'd finally give up when they got, you know, about 50 feet from the surface. But the yellowtail fishing was unbelievable. Um, spectacular, as a matter of fact. I haven't been in a bite like that for Guadalupe way back when uh, with Bobby Taft, but it was amazing when you can catch average 30 to 50 pound yellowtail every drop it's pretty killer wow what um, was the largest yellowtail do you believe uh, stan i think 47 was my biggest uh-huh. and the small one was 30.3 mm-hmm. <laughs> 33 or something like that um so you know it was it, it, we had really good fishing for that and then we there was some wahoo on the flats there, but you're 10 miles or so away from the rocks, and we just moved over and started fishing the rocks. And I think I picked off two or three on the uh, between the 13 and the 23, the 17 and the 23 coming down the ridge there. And we got over to uh, the rocks, and as we're going around the rocks, there wasn't a lot of fish biting the, the troll baits, although... 
that cowbell and I are one. We had two of them out, and those were the two baits that got bit every time. I mean, you're pulling them, and, and you're going to get a biter. They came on that orange and black, uh, heavy, 32-ounce cowbell, and even the guys in the boat goes, we, they've never run one. But we put two of them out the back, or three of them out the back. One was Dorado colored, and the other one was uh, the orange and black. And those things were the most consistently bit baits on the boat. So running around out there, we get the biter, we move, and he he. Th- there were some other boats out there, and the best bite on the Wahoo was on the drift. And so they would figure out the angle that you could get on the drift and stay on the outside, drop off edges of some of those long fingers that come off the of Alejos out there. And the real trick was to use light wire. I, I was probably fishing 20 or 25 pound test haywire um, with a haywire twist, a solid wire with a haywire twist. And then I had some not too kinky 23 or 25 pound uh, and short leaders. I only made them about 12 inches long, 2-0 hook. Um, and we, uh, you would, you make a cast. I was fishing 30-pound line a lot of the time out there. You'd hang these things, and they would almost spool you. A lot of the guys were spooled <laughs> by some of that bigger wahoo out there. But I probably went through, I don't know, 30 liters and landed six uh, more fish out there, which was really, really fun. We we do a little uh, contest uh, for the guys on the way out. I make them build their own wahoo bomb. And then they uh, have to put the the bomb on, and and the first guy to catch a wahoo on his homemade bomb uh, gets a rod and reel combo that run from Moon uh, Moon Rods Custom Rods. He'd given us a uh, 800H, uh, and then Abed gave us a, a LX Raptor to uh, put with that, and so we loaded it up with 80 pound Spectra, and it went. It didn't go the first day. It didn't go the second day. It didn't go the third day we were fishing. It went all the way to the day before the last day. And uh, the guy that I'm chasing in the uh, tournament circuits for Angler of the Year uh, ended up, his name is Jeff Dunn, retired LAPD, stuck, sticks the Wahoo on on the homemade bomb. We give him the new rod and reel combo. And I said, here, let me put the, 40 pound test on this thing and we'll put a little fluorocarbon on it and then we'll tip it with the one of these short leaders that i made and i go all right get it done his name is jeff dunn i go get her done done the first cast with the brand new rod he sticks a wahoo and gets it in too and he fished <laughs> that thing for the rest of the the trip we gave it away another rod for the first tuna um, I mean, another reel for the first tuna over 30 pounds. Uh, we had another rod from Darren Dohe from 310 Fishing. Uh, I mean, 310 Rod Works. Uh, right. We gave away a, uh, an elative perfect. It was a 25-pound stick, and it was she's from Northern California and they or Oregon, and they fish a lot of the, the albacore up there. I go, this is perfect for what she's doing. So you know, all in all, we just had a phenomenal time, a lot of fun. Always a lot of action, and if you're wahoo fishing, <laughs> that's as entertaining as it gets. <laughs> Whether you're throwing a bomb and they they come up, they'll eat a bait like that. You've got a 12 inch leader, not a long one. Pin it through the nose of the of a sardine, and you make the pitch. Bait gets away from the boat. 
fish takes off with the bait, you put it in the gear and you just let let it run the 100 yards or 200 yards, whatever it's going to be, yeah, before it stops. And then you keep pulling and pulling and pulling and, you know, all right, get it, trying to get it to come back. And then all of a sudden it comes unbuttoned. And then you, when you bring the, your gear back in, you still got your hook and your wire, but you had curly cues between the hook and where you tied on to the, uh, the tuna ring at the top end. And they go, I oh, just, he never, uh, the, the hook just came out. And I go, that's not it. When the wire's laying over the top of the back of that sardine and he's swimming away from the boat, Wahoo like to come up and grab something in the middle of it. They don't necessarily always like to grab it at the head. So they'll take a bite out of the middle of it. And what the problem is, that hook is in the nose of your bait. So he's just got that wire in his mouth and the hook isn't in him. It's sticking out the other side of his mouth. And he'll run around out there for, you're on him for 10, 15 minutes. And then he'll turn, come back at you and just let go. But your wire's all kinked up and tweaked. But the hook never got in the fish's face. We had several of them where they came in where the hook was in the side of their cheek. Mm-hmm. Um, and I had to explain that that you didn't snag him. That's just the way that they come uneven. And if you do get a bite, you'll, you'll get that tick. Uh, a lot of times, and they'll they'll come back and uh, eat the other half if you just leave it there. The other secret is they love uh, that skipjack, and there was tons of skippies out there. So what we do is start we'd catch one of those skippies, and uh, you put uh, a larger hook in the head of the skipjack and you'd cut it in half and take this tail of the skipjack and throw it over like you're chunking for tuna and those bigger wahoo would come around you just let it go out like a chunk like you always something cut that that wahoo in half and uh, or you could even use it in three parts and just let it sink out with all three pieces or the chunks of that uh, uh, skippy and those bigger wahoo would come around and grab that head and they'll eat that chunk as fast as they'll eat your your other baits, which is pretty cool. The other thing is they like mackerel. And when she had mackerel, you put her bigger bait on and that bigger uh, wahoo would eat that mackerel too. You had to have heavier line. They, were, they weren't as sketchy, um, but you had to get that mackerel way away from the boat and then Hopefully you had enough line at that and they didn't go down. But uh, all in Stan, all, Stan we only got about 90 uh, seconds left of the segment. And I know you want to thank some of the people that uh, contributed and uh, uh, gave you some of the product to spread out with all the people that were on this trip. Yeah, I got to say, well, first I got to say thanks to Player Supreme, Tommy Rothery and, and uh, his wife for taking care of us. And Alec, second ticket. Sean Monkey, he's the uh, second ticket on the boat there. Uh, Brandon, Jake, and Bobby are the deckhands. And the two guys in the kitchen, Abe and Glenn, wonderful food, great time. Sponsors we had were Avet Reels, uh, Maxima Line. We had Gamagatsu hooks and, and tackle boxes. We have Lead Masters provided all the stuff for the bombs that we made. We had 310 rod works for a rod. We had Moon custom rods for uh, giveaway. We had... Uh, one of the coolest little things, sterling knife sharpeners. Uh, everybody got one of those, and that's it. Once the guys have one, you you just keep it uh, because it comes in handy all the time. We had MSM, which is a, a, a gel pain uh, reliever, which works magic out there. No heat, no smell, no nothing. Um, that we had uh, Zip Fizz and 
because we're staying up late and uh, weren't sleeping, that became one of the most popular things on on the deck there. We had uh, Smitty belts uh, provide uh, belts for us. We had belts from Evic, which are tactical belts. You put the Smitty belts on, and even the deckhands. Every one of the deckhands got one of those too, and they all their new gears hanging on the Evic tactical belt. So, I mean, there's a ton of other ones. Too much. Not enough time to talk about it, but thanks to all the people that donated, and we had a blast. Sounds like it was a good time with Tommy Rothery on the Polaris Supreme. And the benefit of being on a 10-day trip like that, all the variety of things you get to fish and the places you get to see. Thanks, Stan, for reliving that for us. And uh, I know we'll be talking about your upcoming trips here in the future. Hey, we're going to be taking a break right now, but coming up next... Jazz Moorhead from the California Flyer Company. What's the California Flyer? You're going to find out all about it after these messages. Hi, Roland Martin here. I'd like to tell you a little about Gary Yamamoto and the Gary Yamamoto Custom Bait Company. It all started with an idea, then a dream, and in 1983, the Gary Yamamoto Custom Bait Company was formed. If you know Gary Yamamoto like I do, and I've known him since 1983, you know he has a passionate love for the sport of fishing. That love is only matched by his obsession to design and produce the highest quality soft-plastic fishing lures on the market today. Every bait Gary makes is inspected by hand. Today, more than 2.5 million packages of bait are shipped worldwide. On behalf of Gary and his staff, he wants to thank his customers for thinking so highly of his products and wishing you the great success at the sport of fishing. Whether you fish for fun or fish the tournament circuits like I do, you'll honor Gary for making Gary Yamamoto Custom Baits a key part of your fishing experience. Take it from me, Roland Martin. When I'm in need of a go-to bait, my first choice is a Gary Yamamoto Custom Bait. Turner's Outdoorsman, California's number one fishing, hunting, and shooting sports retailer, now has 28 locations. Turner's is your one-stop shop for fishing tackle, hunting gear, and everything for shooting sports. Turner's offers a full selection and unmatched prices on the gear you need. Whether you're planning a fishing trip with the family or chasing giant tuna, Turner's highly skilled staff will make sure you have the gear for your next adventure. Visit turners.com to find a Turner store near you and be sure to join the Turner's Discount Club to get weekly ads and specials right to your inbox. Turner's Outdoorsman, your one-stop shop for all your fishing needs. We all like to travel, whether it's for business or it's pleasure. But one thing we all like to do, it's save money. Well, we got a travel tip for you. Bill Boyce has put together a travel website for you that can save you a lot of money. You can become your own travel agent. The site is bookwithboyce.com. You're going to save yourself 5 to 35% on all nationally advertised travel rates. You want to uh, go to Mexico? You want to go to Hawaii? Bookwithboyce.com can offer you outstanding prices. And here's the deal. There's no surprises for accommodations, rental cars, or activities. So try bookwithboyce.com now and thank Bill Boyce later on. Hi, this is Lori Heath. You may know me from some of the fishing boats out of San Diego. I want to talk to you about something that's really close to my heart. Did you know that when you donate blood, you're not only helping others, you're also helping yourself? 
Donating blood lowers the risk of heart attacks in men by more than 70%, lowers the risk of developing cancer, and helps you maintain a healthy liver. So donate blood to help someone else and to help yourself. If you can't donate, you can still make a difference with the financial gift. It's the best way to give back. Hook, line, and sinker. And for more information and to make a financial donation or an appointment, visit San Diego Blood Bank. Org. That's the San Diego Bloodbank.org. And just to let you know, I'm also a blood donor. I always wear a life jacket when I'm on the water because I'm lazy. I like floating like a giant turtle covered with SPF 50. The life jacket does the work. I highly recommend this to everyone. Save the ones you love. A message from California State Parks Division of Boating and Waterways. Dan Vandenberg and I, we want to welcome you back to Rod Real Radio. Also with me is Dave Conway. And, you know, the past couple of weeks, we've been talking about not only fishing for big bluefin tuna. Last Sunday night, if you recall, we had uh, Rob Tressler on. He was talking about fishing with live flyers from the sports fishing boat. Eddie Howarden was with us. He was talking about fishing with live flyers from a skiff. We've also had Jim from the uh, uh, Yummy Flyer Company talking about some of the first generation of Yummy Flyers that are out there. But I got to tell you, there is a new flyer on the market. It's from an outfit called the California Flyer Company. And the guy that heads it up is a fellow by the name of Jazz Moorhead. And we've asked Jazz to uh, come on the show tonight and talk a little bit about his new flyer. Jazz, thanks a lot for taking the time to be with us. No worries. I appreciate it, man. Thank you for, yeah. for bringing hey, me on. Jess, tell us a little bit, first of all, about yourself and how you got into this uh, uh, this flyer situation. And I've got to tell you, we are looking at one that my one of my employees here, Dave Conway, bought from you. We have it here in the studio. And if you want to see what a California flyer looks like, we have posted a picture of it on Rod and Real Radio on Facebook. So, Jazz, take it away. Uh, yeah, so I'm 29 years old. I've been kind of tied up in the fishing scene for quite a while. Uh, I worked on the Patriot three-quarter day boat through high school and stuff like that. And then I uh, started working on some yachts and stuff through college and then got my degree in business and stuff and then started working at Pelagic for worked for them for about four or five years and just kind of jumped around the fishing scene, just trying to, to keep the passion alive, staying around it. Um, just cause I've been kind of fishing and doing that whole thing probably since I was like three or four. Um, and I've always been kind of into tinkering with lures and stuff like that and playing around with them and started pouring like some, uh, some, jig heads and stuff like that a long time ago and playing around with like some swim baits and stuff for calico bass and green bass. And, um, yeah, it it all kind of evolved to the California flyer, but for the past few years, I've been fortunate enough to be working on a couple of yachts and stuff that we get the opportunity to go out and catch these bluefin tuna. And, um, a lot of these trips we go out and use like probably 20 to 30 of the dead flyers a trip. And for the average guy, that's pretty darn expensive at $30 a pop. So I kind of figured that there had to be uh, a better way to do it. So that was kind of the, uh, the idea behind the whole thing. And then right when COVID first hit, um, had 
probably two months at home just kind of playing around with the idea and started prototyping it out. And then when the season started rolling along, we took that prototype out and started catching fish on it pretty much right away. And then from that point on, it's been trying to figure out how to scale it and grow the company and and be able to fill a crazy amount of people who are trying to, to buy these orders. So, Right, right. Now, Dave Conway is sitting here uh, with us. Dave yeah. is uh, not only an excellent uh, rod wrapper with Conway Custom Rods, but he also works here at Angler's Arsenal. And he says, I've got to get one of these. And he yep. got one that came in the mail yesterday. Dave, you're fondling one right now uh, here in the studio. Uh, give us your perceptions of uh, uh, the California Flyer. Yeah, I just, uh, a little backstory. I did a uh, trip not too long ago to an half day, our United Composite trip. Uh, had the kite out with the flyer, mm-hmm. with the dead flyer, with the foam on it. Um, I don't like that rig, but uh, yep. and sure enough, we get a knockdown and watch the fish come completely out of the water. And my buddy Darren's coming tight on the thing and the hook pulls. And I'm thinking to myself, I'm I know those hooks are stuck in the foam, and there's got to be a better way. And a buddy of mine, Johnny Bass, says, Hey, have you seen this California flyer? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, no, what are you talking about? So he pulls out his phone, he shows me this thing, and I'm like, oh my gosh. And I come from the swim bait world, and first thing that popped on my head was, I remember all the guys that, that slept on the Huddleston, when the Huddleston first came out for green bass. And, that, and, mm-hmm. I, and I caught them like crazy, and, and guys were afraid to, to pay the $25 back then to get them. But as soon as I saw this, I mean, that's all I thought about on my trip. And uh, yeah. so... It's I'm I'm amazed at this thing. It's way better than I thought it was going to be. Uh, Jazz, tell us about the evolution of this thing and a, a little bit about it and some of the features that the sure. this flyer offers over maybe some other artificial uh, type flyers. Sure. So I mean, a lot of the people from the East Coast to the West Coast, pretty much globally, have heard of the Yummy and have utilized that and. It's kind of a one-dimensional type of lure in the sense that you kind of have to skip it at a fast pace. Um, you can't really drift the bait just because the profile doesn't really it doesn't really fit the California uh, like the flying fish um, as far as what we have out here to offer. The California flyers are way bigger than they have on the East Coast, so I kind of that was the whole plan behind this is to create a lure that could be reusable that was the main thing just because when we're going on these trips and going through a ton of flyers you have to spend all the time to rig the dead flyers you have to keep them in a cooler to keep them cold all day if they get too hot then they turn to mush or you put them out in the water and they get a bite but the hooks don't stick and then the bait's blown up and you have to change it out so That was the whole thing. I was trying to create a bait that could be reusable with replaceable wings because on a lot of the yummy flyer stuff that like we'd catch a fish or two and then you'd have a wing blow off and then you have to trash that bait and grab a new one. So with this one, I designed it where there's these hard plastic uh, slots that these um, plastic wings snap into and then there's a pin that holds them in place. And that's kind of designed to be either a breakaway or they just fold when the tuna comes up. Um, and when the wings get damaged, it's got the ability where you, 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 you pull out a pin and you can grab a new wing and change it out in a matter of five seconds or so. It's really quick to re-rig the bait. And the rubber that 
the body of the bait is constructed of is a really durable urethane. So it's you could run the thing over pretty much with a car, and the thing would be totally fine. And we have a number of customers who are who are commercial guys who have gone out and got 15 to 20 bluefin on this thing, and it still works completely fine. So as far as the reusability of the bait, it's really exceeded the expectations. Um, and that was really the whole thing is just to create – Another another option. It's it's not it's not a bait that's going to replace the dead flyer, or it's not going to replace the yummy. But it's a lure that you can kind of work into the whole protocol, and and it does a lot of things really well. You can skip it, you can drift it, you can slow troll it. Um, it's just got the it's got the look of a real dead flyer. So that's that's really the the whole thing about the bait. Well, let me interject here. I brought it. I got a picture of the thing and, and finally got a look at them uh, a while ago here. And, and I, one, you know, you, the body is 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 good looking, and if it's durable, because that's the biggest part of of the other yeah. ones. You get a couple of fish in the when you've got the weight on one end and the four hundred pound test on the other, tears them up pretty yep. big. So yep. this one, yeah, I'm sure you've got the four hundred pound uh, leader, and and you've got a hook with a treble, a heavy duty treble on your in your package that comes with this and my mm-hmm. the most impressive part is you got the dental rubber bands that are clear to hold that line yep. against the fish i'm guessing that's what that's for correct yeah so uh right on the top of the bait there's actually a hook channel and then we sell a a custom rigged uh hook rig that is fit perfectly for the top of the bait so the hooks that come in the package they snap right into the channel that's on the top of the bait and then there's a hoop that's right on the head. A lot of people question, like, what that hoop is really there for. And that bait doesn't have a tying point. It's not like a regular jig or a crankbait or anything like that where you, you tie on the line. It's, it's So you feed your line through that hoop. And when you catch a fish, the hooks break away from the bait, and it gives the bait the ability to slide freely. Um, so right when you hook a fish the rubber bands will probably break and then the bait slides up and gets away from your tuna so that's, that's another thing that's Jim, another thing that's kind wait. of beneficial about the rig is if you have a yummy flyer um a lot of times the yummy gets choked really deep in the fish or it's right in the corner of the mouth and that tuna if you have it on for 30 minutes to an hour the tuna is chewing its mouth trying to get rid of that thing and it's just cranking on your on your uh, on the bait so what we designed this is to get the bait pretty much as far away from the the tuna as possible and that way it's going to extend the the durability extend the i guess the amount of times that the bait can be used well without a doubt when you get something that goes through the bait and out the other side so the bait can break yep. free and, and it's not choked down that's even better with Correct. with your baits too um uh, the both the wings and the body will float. So, I mean, a lot of the guys are putting a piece of foam on with, you know, a couple of uh, zip ties and on its back and floating that thing out there and trying to keep the wings uh, expanded with either rubber bands or, or you know, yep. popsicle sticks, whatever they can do to staple that thing together. And that's the floater that they use. Mm-hmm. So your body will actually float and the wings will float so you can actually put it out behind the boat and uh, get it far enough back where when that bigger fish you can a lot of times you'll see it up and on the surface or 
or it's busting, you could actually get it back a couple hundred yards behind the boat and pull this into the to that foamer as a floater. No, so on so the, this is the generation one. So we have been testing this one bait for probably like five or six months now, and there's a number of things that we've gotten the feedback from our commercial guys and captains and stuff who have a lot more experience than I do out there. And they've given me a handful of handful of pointers and stuff like that on what they would want to see as an improvement. So the generation two will float, um, but yeah, our current one that we have right now, it's designed to be fished from a kite. Uh, the guys are doing it off of balloon rig. It's not the best way to fish it. I know that's how a lot of guys on the party boats are doing it, just because they don't have the room to be able to fish ten different kites at once. Um, and the whole reason I say that the kite is the best way to do it is because that provides the most amount of pressure that you can put right on the fish. So when we're doing it on our boat, or a, or a thing that I tell a lot of people who, who purchase this kit, is you want your kite clip to be super, super tight. Um, and, and the whole reasoning on that is when the tuna comes up and blows up on the bait, they're, they're going to hit this bait, and it's not going to break down how a real dead flyer does um, so if the tuna has got it in its mouth for a second or two, it's going to realize pretty quickly that it's not the real thing and try and get rid of it. So as soon as you get a bite, you have to take the fish as quickly as possible and apply pressure to drive in those hooks. So that's, that's one thing about the bait is you, you really have to drive, like you've got to get the pressure to the fish pretty quickly. Well, that's why, you know, private boaters, you know, the smaller boats are a lot better at doing this than the party boats because the party Correct. boats don't have the speed yep. or the availability to, you know, power into the fish real quick and, and or turn, which is a lot of the time you've got to turn to go opposite direction of what your kite's in yep. to pick up line quick. Uh, a yep. lot of, so there's a lot more to this. Than meets the eye for the average guy if he's never been out there. It's a very fun fishery, man. It's the oh, best yeah. when you get them to blow up on this stuff. But Absolutely. I can see where this is a great new tool. Right? Really yeah. great new tool. I love it. It. Look, it looks great. And how about you, David? What's your impression? You're sitting here just... Uh, oh, my mind's going. <laughs> it is. It is. It's a serious, uh, it's a serious bait. We look forward, Jazz, to... To having some of those, I know a couple of guys right now that are waiting for theirs. If if we can get some that we have talked about, they'd they'd actually be going out with them tonight if we we had them. But uh, they're going out yep. next weekend and the week, so we'd like to get some in their hands and and give them yep. a try. And I've got to I've got to compliment you because I've been making lures for a long time, and this is almost a piece of art. But when you look at the hooks that are on that thing. You know it's well thought out, and it's something that's going to catch fish. Yeah. Well, what is your single that. hook? What is a single hook you're using? It looks like the old tuna hook. Uh, it's a Jobu. It's a okay. Hook. It's a eleven knot Jobu. So right. It's uh, it's a hardened steel, extremely strong. Haven't had any hooks that are are bending out or anything like that. So. That works really well. I would say that maybe 70% of the fish are hooked right on the treble hook, though. A lot of the fish are coming up and, and getting that yep. treble. Yeah. Right. Jazz, if people want to get a hold of you or find out more about the uh, California Flyer and your company, uh, 
Uh, and I know that you are selling some of these. I know the the uh, manufacturing is is limited on these. And after looking at this thing, I I know why because there's a yeah. lot of workmanship that goes into this. But how can people get a hold of you and find out more about California Flyers? Uh, well, our Instagram page is California underscore Flyer. Uh, we have a website that is CaliforniaFlyerCo.com. And you can jump on there to check out our products. Uh, we don't have them for sale yet on the website. Pretty much what we're doing right now is just a pre-order list. So we've taken down contact info from a couple hundred people now. And we're just we're going off that pre-order list and trying to get caught up on that where we can fill the website with a bit of stock so that we can actually sh- uh, have the baits go out to the general public who are, who are trying to buy it. Um, but yeah, we've got a Facebook page is California flyer. So if you want to reach out to us either via email, you can go on the website and find our contact information there. But yeah, we're, we're doing pre-orders at the moment and hope to be caught up and yeah, it's, it's pretty exciting stuff. Well, I look forward to not only having some in the store, but I want to thank you for getting David his out so that when we were talking to you tonight, we could actually look at one and, and, just marvel at the workmanship and the thought process that has gone into this thing. I think it's going to work. We're looking forward to giving them a try. And thanks a lot for being with us to tell us about the California Flyer story. You're very welcome. I appreciate being on the show. All right. We'll probably be in contact with you during the week, Jazz. Thanks a lot for taking some of your Sunday to be with us. No worries. All All right. right. Hey, that was Jazz. Jazz Moorhead from the California Flyer Company. We're going to take a break right now, but coming up next, Justin Pope from Accurate Fishing. You want to fish with a flyer? You want to fish for uh, just uh, Wahoo? Accurate Products has the product you're looking for. Stay tuned. We'll be back after these messages. Hi, this is John, and I'd like to invite you to the new Angler's Arsenal location in Lakeside, California. We put together a staff of experts that will help you find the tackle and gear you need at a price you can afford. We carry all major brands, and if you need custom work done, we can do that for you with both rods and reels. How about servicing your old equipment? No problem. We can do it quickly, easily, at a price you can afford. We also do custom hand-poured plastics through Western Plastics. Design the lure of your dreams and catch the fish that have been getting away. So come and visit us in Lakeside. We're at 12255 Woodside Avenue. Or you can visit us at anglersarsenal.com. If you need to call us, we're at 619-466-8355. See you there. Gamakatsu hooks are made from high-grade carbon steel specially heat-treated to make them light and extra strong but not brittle. The Gamakatsu sharpening process is the most modern in the world and results in a perfectly conical point that is unequaled in sharpness. Gamakatsu offers a huge variety of hooks for all types of fishing, drop shot, extra wide gap, worm hooks, finesse wide gap, and a lot more. Gamakatsu has a hook for whatever style of fishing you want to do. Don't waste your time on a cheap hook. Ask for Gamakatsu hooks at your favorite tackle store now. 
There's nothing more peaceful than fishing. Just me, my pole, and some bait. Oh, and my life jacket, of course. I like fish, but I don't want to end up at the bottom of the water with them. Save the ones you love. A message from California State Parks Division of Boating and Waterways. Are you looking for a quality fishing experience out of Cabo San Lucas for you, your family, and friends, but are a little set back with what charter company to choose? We urge you to use American and family-owned Lands and Charters. Lands and Charters offers their passengers affordable and all-inclusive services on a variety of vessels and trips. Fish with the latest of fishing gear while experiencing the hospitality of a long-time-owned family business. Go to LensandCharters.com to see all of their vessels and amenities available. Call Cobble Greg or Jenny at 800-281-5778 when you're ready for an action-packed Cabo fishing experience. Hey everybody, this is a message for our listeners from a new Baja Magic Lodge at Cedros Island. Cedros Outdoor Adventures wants to make your dream of fishing Cedros Island a reality. Want to go after giant calicos or yellowtail with the best Cedros Island fishing organization, but you just don't know who to contact? Then give Cedros Outdoor Adventures a call at 619-793-5419, or even better yet, log on to their informative website at cedrosoutdooradventures.com. There you can visit their trip calendar and schedule a trip that's convenient for you. Once again, the phone number is 619-793-5419, or their website of cedrosoutdooradventures.com. Run Real Radio is brought to you by BajaBound.com Insurance Services. Are you driving to Mexico? You can buy and print out your Mexican auto insurance policy online in the convenience of your own home or office in minutes now with BajaBound.com's easy-to-use website. After printing your auto insurance, check out the BajaBound.com site. There, too, you will find great travel tips and information to help you get the most out of your next road trip south of the border. So this is an important fact to remember. Use BajaBound.com. It's the easiest way to find and get Mexican auto insurance. If you're serious about your fishing, choosing the right tackle is one of the most important decisions you'll ever make. Iserline makes premium fishing lines including monofilament, Dacron, Spectra, fluorocarbon, battle-tested harnesses, and top angler-tested Iserline tools and accessories. Iserline premium fishing products are created to provide you with the ultimate in strength, dependability, durability, high abrasion resistance, low stretch, and high quality. All Iserline products are 100% guaranteed against manufacturing defects. You just can't buy better value. Iserline will replace or repair at their option. No questions asked if you're not pleased with any of their products. Catch what you've been missing. Quality guaranteed. Rod and Reel Radio is now available as a podcast you can subscribe to on iTunes, Stitcher, or your favorite podcasting app. Get notified as soon as new episodes are available. Or go back and listen to our past shows. Browse through all of our archive shows at roddenreelradio.com slash archives and click the subscribe button to get started listening now. Hey, Stan and I, we want to welcome you back to Rod and Reel Radio. Dave Conway is going to stay with me because of the fact that one of his favorite persons to talk to, and he uses their product a lot from Accurate Fishing Products, let's introduce Mr. Justin Poe. Justin, welcome to the radio show, sir. Thank you so much, John, and good to talk to you, Dave. Hey. <laughs> yeah, it's good to good to have you, Justin. Well, Justin, I guess the first thing we've got to talk about before we talk about the family of products that uh, Accurate has come out with, man, this has been even with the COVID nineteen 
virus and the protocols uh, with, uh, you know, some of the fishing being limited a little bit. This has still been a banner year and uh, accurate fishing is also doing extremely well, so much so that there's a lot of products out there that are made by accurate that people would like to see that maybe aren't quite available yet. Tell, tell us about some of the problems you've been having during this uh, COVID uh, situation time on getting products over to the dealers and into the hands of the fishermen. Yeah, John, it's been, uh, it's been a great year, you know, due to COVID, you know, we had a little bit of a downturn a little bit in, uh, you know, early, late February, early March type time frame. you know, and um, you know, my, my, my recommendation was to, hey, keep building because I know where all these other competitor brands are coming out of and things like that. But, you know, we built five or 600 extra units that we thought was going to cover us with our limited staff we had for a few weeks. And, you know, uh, Florida turned back on and it was gone before we even got to take advantage. But it, it's been great and it's been, it's been fantastic. It's been kind of one of those good problems to have type situations. But uh, the great thing is, is that, you know, product doesn't show up from on a pallet from a faraway place. We're able to actually make the product as needed based on how the dealers are ordering it and kind of shuck and jive, for lack of a better term, with what's going on. And we're, we're, we're finally starting to get caught up as it starts uh, slowing down here. But uh been some of the greatest months in the history of active fishing in terms of sales because we've been able to provide it when our competitors haven't. And that's the uh, uh, the beauty of buying an all USA made product. And tell me, the accurate product, how what percentage of the product is actually made in house there? Because I know you do things like sending it out for anodizing and doing other things uh-huh. like that, and you know, and that adds to the lead time uh, on a product. Actually, John, you're you're mistaken. One hundred percent of the product is made in house. Ninety nine point five percent of the product is even anodized in-house. So we, we cover the gamut. You know, if you want it uh, purple and pink, we do it in-house. There's certain colors we don't do in-house, but uh, most everything that you see at a dealer shelf, we make in, in-house. We, we use local manufacturers in terms of injection molding for some of the, the handles. You know, we don't make those in-house with the rubber knobs, but everything aluminum and every part that's steel is made in our factory and assembled there in Corona, California. Man, and I've got to tell you, uh, I think with all the accurate products we've sold, we've had most most of the time we get products back because people have beat them up so bad, and we send them on into accurate. And I tell you, they come on back. They are they look as good as the day they came out of the box. You guys stand behind the products, uh, not only that you sold four or five years ago, but also the products that you're send, uh, selling right now. You've got, I think, one of the best warranties uh, on the market. Yeah, that two-year free service really kind of sets us apart. And it, it really is. That's what we're trying to do is give you the statement of, you know, hey, we stand behind it. No one offers such a thing. Um, it would seemingly be crazy if our, didn't, if our product didn't show up and hold up. We wouldn't be able to do such a thing. But you know, since the product is so tough, um, it, you know, we fish it hard. We expect you to fish it hard. And, you know, having it serviced once or twice a year uh, based on how hard you're, you're using it is not out of the realm. But, uh, 
that's what we hope to do, and that's what that, we fish it hard, and we expect you to fish it hard. If you don't fish it hard, it's just going to last that much longer. So um, we really do try to stand behind it. All of our service is uh, done from the same people that are assembling it. So mechanically speaking, it, it should perform like a brand new reel when it leaves. It passes the same QC test and things like that. Now that said, it doesn't pass the same you know beauty test scratches. All the love that those things get from uh, being on the boats is all part of the personality of the product. And uh, we, we do expect for our customers to treat them uh, like tools, like, like we do. So we're, we're good with that. We love to see even some of the boat rash and things like that. That just means, uh, you know, the, the hammer is working well. Wow. You know, the product has been around for a long time, and Jack, uh, the dad, you know, you got Doug and, and Dave, the boys that, that run it one, they've all got great reputations for within the industry, and they and the product, it goes back to the 90s when they first came out with the ideas of twin drag systems, and, you know, the product still is on the market from when they came up with the boss reels are still involved with that. That was one of the the newer concepts coming out way back when but it, those are still in the market and the 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 turn the fury the boss the valiant the dauntless the AD, ATD, all all of these different reels have a different profile and they're all kind of almost made for different styles of fishing you want to walk through cuz a lot of people don't know one about accurate and and their twin drag systems and how they were built um, yeah I'll- uh, Joe, uh, Justin, before we talk about the family of, of products, Stan mentioned the twin drag, which is something that sets the accurate product out from anybody else on the market. Can you tell us a little bit about the thought and the evolution and actually what twin drag means on a reel like this? Yeah, good, good, good point there, Stan. And uh, thanks for bringing that up, John. You know, twin drag is is our patented technology. It really is kind of what we're known for. Um, believe it or not, just like most things that are really cool in life, it comes from a problem. You know, uh, David and Douglas, where they're building AccuPlates and thinking about making new reels. And at the time, you know, aerospace and aerospace business was thriving in California. We were delivering product all over the place. And, you know, David and Doug being, uh, you know, younger guys in the factory, they – we had a we had a bunch of delivery trucks. We had four or five delivery trucks, and it kind of really came back to you know Douglas was doing brake jobs on four or five delivery trucks in the same day, and he was you know overwhelmed by the amount of brake job he had to do. But it it kind of came to the point like, well, why don't we use this mechanics? You know, and this was Douglas's idea. That, why don't we use this mechanics? Why don't we push all the pressure to one side? and keep destroying that bearing in the lever drag, why don't we pinch it in the center to where we can, we can you know, brake pads. If you, if you take your, you know, if you ever do your own brakes, you kind of, kind of see that normally they're kind of worn evenly. The rotor's kind of worn evenly. You know, if you've got a good set of brakes on a, on a vehicle that has a good set of, you know, parts and components, they usually last a really long time. You know, instead of a lot of these reels that, you know, two or three trips and you're done for, um, that, that's where the idea stemmed from. Now, it's become our mainstay, but it's still something that's something that's our patented technology and no one else uses. Now, 
you get a lot of things from that. The number one thing I would say uh, that you get from that is an increased maximum drag pressure out of a very, very small reel, meaning you don't have to put as much pressure on the spool shaft or any of the components to make the maximum drag that we make. We, we, we're at a time where people are fishing line with no stretch. They're pulling really hard. We're catching a lot of big fish these last four or five years. Stuff really takes a beating, and uh, I have still yet to ever change a drag washer on an accurate reel. Not one time. Wow. You know, and and just to, to show you, like on a small reel, like a Valiant 300, that reel is probably the size of maybe a 200 size uh, bait caster that the freshwater fish room would see. But you look at how that thing stacks up and there is a lot of power in that little compact reel. Yeah, you would never think you could catch an 88-pound blueprint, but I got a picture of me with one. And, uh, you know, 100-pound tarpon <laughs> on 30- or 40-pound braid. I mean, it's not exactly the knife you want to take to the gunfight, but, um, you know, in perfect situation, you'd much rather hook that on a five or 600-size reel, but it's absolutely doable. And that just goes to show how much more fun you can have with really light tackle and, you know, the whole small reel big fish situation that we've been saying for a long, long time. Uh, that's that's really our mantra, and it, it's it's true. Um, and everything that comes from that, you know, that there's a lot of things like, you know, people think light tackle and you're undergunned and, you know, you're, you're struggling to catch the fish, but that's not necessarily true. You don't feel like you're undergunned with a three, four or 500 with these 70, 80 pound fish that we've been catching for the last few years. You, you feel like you're still in control and you're able to catch them. And man, does your sardine swim better fishing a four or 500 size reel than it does with the traditional 30 size reel. When you're talking about, you know, drag, the, 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 what the line has to be a lot of times way away from the boat uh, nowadays, with especially with the bluefin, it's it, the, that sardine or that mackerel, whatever you're fishing live bait-wise, has to swim and pull the hook and the line. Uh, and you get these smaller reels, one, it comes off the spool a whole lot easier. When you're using 50-pound spectra, and uh, you can tie 50-pound right onto it, you can get, and you've got a lot of line capacity with the spectra, and the spectra floats. A lot of people don't understand how this works, but you can put a lot of line on these small reels with the, the spectra products and then put your top shot on makes it easier for the bait to pull the line through the, the water and you get bit a lot quicker or a lot better because you don't feel the pressure of the, uh, or the bait doesn't feel the pressure of the larger spool trying to pull the line off that spool. No, Stan, you're exactly right. That's kind of where I, you know, pe people, we get a lot of questions. And the number one question is, you know, what line do I fish on this? You know, and it's, you know, 30 on a 300, 40 on a 400, 50 on a 500. 65 on a 600 and 80 on an 800, you know, yeah. and, and, and so, so on and so forth. And um, sure you could go up one or down one, depending on, you know, snags or whatever type of location you're fishing, you know, I ne wouldn't necessarily fish 40 pound braid at, on a 400. If I was fishing Catalina and it was, you know, nasty spots, I'd probably fish 65, but, but that, sure. that said, it's a very doable open water and it's just less for your bait to drag. And we all know, you know, the, the sport boat captains and the guys on the tank are going to tell you straight up, the guy who uses the most bait and picks the best bait is going to get the most bites 
and bites turn into codfish. All right. Hey, uh, Justin, we got to take a break right now for the top of the hour. We've got a whole lot to talk about, and we're trying to put 20 pounds of mud into a five-pound sack over here. So, But can you stay on for another segment with us uh, and let us take a commercial break? You bet, John. I'd be happy All to. All right. Dave Conway is with us tonight, Stan Vandenberg and myself. We're going to take a break right now. We're talking with Justin Poe from Accurate Fishing. So stay tuned. We'll be back after these messages. Turner's Outdoorsman, California's number one fishing, hunting, and shooting sports retailer, now has 28 locations. Turner's is your one-stop shop for fishing tackle, hunting gear, and everything for shooting sports. Turner's offers a full selection and unmatched prices on the gear you need. Whether you're planning a fishing trip with the family or chasing giant tuna, Turner's highly skilled staff will make sure you have the gear for your next adventure. Visit turners.com to find a Turner store near you and be sure to join the Turner's Discount Club to get weekly ads and specials right to your inbox. Turner's Outdoorsman, your one-stop shop for all your fishing needs. Hi, Roland Martin here. I'd like to tell you a little about Gary Yamamoto and the Gary Yamamoto Custom Bait Company. It all started with an idea, then a dream, and in 1983, the Gary Yamamoto Custom Bait Company was formed. If you know Gary Yamamoto like I do, and I've known him since 1983, you know he has a passionate love for the sport of fishing. That love is only matched by his obsession to design and produce the highest quality soft plastic fishing lures on the market today. Every bait Gary makes is inspected by hand. Today, more than 2.5 million packages of bait are shipped worldwide. On behalf of Gary and his staff, he wants to thank his customers for thinking so highly of his products and wishing you the great success of the sport of fishing. Whether you fish for fun or fish the tournament circuits like I do, you'll honor Gary for making Gary Yamamoto Custom Baits a key part of your fishing experience. Take it from me, Roland Martin. When I'm in need of a go-to bait, my first choice is a Gary Yamamoto Custom Bait. Hey, bass fishermen. Who do you call for your bass boat insurance? Well, if you're not calling me at 1-800-BASS-BOAT for your boat insurance, you're probably paying too much and may not have the coverage that you need. In 1974, I developed the Bass Boat Program that is what all the pros use today. The reason? No depreciation or any partial claim for your hull, your big motor, your trolling motor, or your electronics until your boat's 10 years old. That's right. You only pay $250 to get your boat on the water for any partial claim, and we still pay a stated value replacement cost for your boat if you have a total loss. We're the only people in the industry that does that, and that's why we are the choice of the pros. So if you want the best, forget the rest. Just call 1-800-BASSBOAT. Call 1-800-227-7262 or just spell BASSBOAT. 1-800-BASSBOAT. I know there's too many letters, but the T is free and the call's on me. That's 1-800-BASSBOAT, the choice of the pros for BASSBOAT insurance. For more information, log on to 1-800-BASSBOAT.com. Hi, this is Lori Heath. You may know me from some of the sports boats out of San Diego. I want to talk to you about something that's really close to my heart, the San Diego Blood Bank. Fishing for a way to make a difference in your community? Consider donating blood or making a financial donation to the San Diego Blood Bank. Your gift will impact medical research, revolutionize how we improve health and treat disease, 
and most importantly, give the gift of life. But we can't do it without you or without your help. Visit SanDiegoBloodBank.org to make an appointment or to give a financial donation today. It's the best way to give back. And just to let you know, I'm also a blood donor. Dan Vandenberg, Dave Conway, and myself, we want to welcome you back to Rod Real Radio. Our special guest this hour is Justin Poe from Accurate Fishing Products. Justin, thank you for being with us, sir. My pleasure, guys. My pleasure to be here. Hey, this is going to be a fast segment, so let's try to knock down some uh, some <laughs> pins while we're, uh, uh, we've got the time. First of all, uh, Accurate Fishing Products, they make single-speed reels and two-speed reels. Can you... Just quickly go through the the variety of, of reels that are available from Accurate and maybe tell us a little bit about why we would, you know, want to buy one as, as opposed to another. I can elevator speech this as well as I can. You know, the, the Fury <laughs> is our single speed reel. It's the, the most affordable reel in the market, but, you know, and it's fantastic. Mechanically, it's like everyone else's pulls to the handle side. Makes a bunch of grab, uh, makes makes a bunch of drag, made of the same materials we make everything else out of, but it's mechanically like everyone else's. And then everything else, the Valiant, the Boss Extreme, the Dauntless, the ATD, is all twin drag lever drag. So it has drags on both sides of the spool surface, which doubles your drag surface, makes your longevity that much higher, and your max drag that much better. The Dauntless is a little bit different. It's the highest featured reel. For those of the guy, for those guys that really want that redundant, redundant anti-reverse system above and beyond our stainless steel anti-reverse bearing, the Dauntless is the reel that has it. And then from there, we also make the world's first ever twin star drag, meaning it's a star drag reel. So mechanically, it's the same as all others, but it has drag plates and drag washers on both sides of the main gear instead of the spool because mechanically, that's how star drags work. So for, for in there, for there's something for someone in all places. Uh, I would say, you know, I wouldn't say, but I know 65% of all of our sales are two-speed reels because that's what the world wants. Because it used to be that you had to choose between slow, clunky, clunky and two-speed. Now in the Valiant series, it's 0.3 ounces that separate a two-speed and a single-speed. Wow. Uh, incredible. Let's talk about some different applications. We were uh, just talking uh, with uh, Jazz Moorhead from the California Flyer Company. And we know right now for a lot of these big tuna fishing with a live flyer, and in some cases, uh, a yummy flyer or the California Flyer it, it, on a kite or on a balloon is something the fishermen want to do. Uh, what recommendation, run recommendation for reels do you have when it comes to an accurate product? Well, with the live flyer or the dead flyer on the balloon, um, if you're not trolling it, I would recommend the 50T. And the reason for that is because you're doing that within sight. If you're skipping the yummy flyer or his uh, artificial flyer, usually doing that a little bit further away from the boat, it would be a 50 wide. The reels kind of react the same. One holds about 200 more yards of 130-pound braid. So, you know, performance-wise, the same It's just a matter of how much line you need to carry. And uh, with 750 yards of 130-pound braid, the 50 wide is a pretty awesome choice. And if you had to choose one versus the other, I think the more, uh, more, 
usable as the 50 wide. That said, there's a lot to be, you know, desired for the 50T for other applications. But, you know, for me, for a lot of these, these trips that we're going on, I'm taking a 50T, I'm taking a 600 narrow, and I'm taking a 400 between 25 to 30 pound bait for that, you know, schoolie size stuff, uh, the 600 for the sinker rig, and the 50T for the, the flyer and the balloon or the kite rig. You know, that has me covered for most applications. Oh, sorry, there's a fourth. Um, I used the Valiant 800 on our XXX Valiant rod for the glow jig and the dark catching big ones. It's pretty fun. Justin, when you when you say T, um, can you elaborate a little bit more on that? Yeah, the T stands for topless. Um, we make a 30 topless, a 12 topless, and a, and a 50 topless. And that just kind of comes more to, uh, you know, the ability to throw it in free school and take up some slack with your fingers instead of turning the handle. Or if you're at Puerto, Var- Puerto Varda and you're fishing a, a cabellito and you want a little bit more spool management, um, it's a little bit easier to do that with a topless reel than it is with uh, a reel with a crossbar. There's just more access to the spool itself. Right. All right. And, uh, you know, I, I did not know, but it was just recently, you came up with the Valiant 800, and it was comboed up with a, an accurate rod. And all of a sudden, now we've got accurate coming out with some really fantastic rods to go with the reels. Tell us a little bit about the rods. Yeah, you know, we, we would get a lot of questions about the, the reels. You know, we have a live chat feature on our website and you have dealers all over the country and all over the world. And, you know, the, the first question is, you know, usually, you know, first one and two questions are how much line does it hold and how much drag does it make? You know, you interchange them. One guy's number one, one guy's number two. But usually those are the first two questions. Number three is when you're selling 13, 15, 17-ounce reels is what rod do I put it on? You know, how do, how do I take a 13-ounce reel for fishing 40-pound and make it still feel cool putting it on a, an offshore rod? And that's in a lot of markets. Uh, you know, Southern California is a pretty rich rod market. we got a lot of choices. But in some markets, they don't have all the, the, the rods that we have. So we actually took that third question very, very seriously, and we worked very, very closely with the factory. And, uh, you know, I, I worked through my former life of being rod product development manager at uh, other competitive companies, and we built a rod series to go with the Valiant. You know, we, we sent the factory the, the, the reels, and we made sure that they all balanced perfectly and there is a Valiant rod to go with whatever Valiant reel you might want to choose. You know, the, the Accurate is, they made their own problem, kind of. Because <laughs> when did. they came, we did, first came sure. out with the twin yeah. drag system, there wasn't a rod that was built to handle the kind of drag pressure that you could put on that small reel with that heavy, even, even the heaviest line. Uh, the rods were not built for that type of drag pressure. So it's been an evolution, to say the least, over the last several years of, you know, trying to figure out now how to you know, build a rod that's lightweight enough but still has a backbone and lift power that you need to pull the fish up so you're not having to do all the work, especially with, you know, the rods we use for what they call rail rod 
fishing with this bigger fish where you can put the rod on the rail, turn the handle, and let the rod do the work for you. But that's been the quest of rod manufacturers for the last several years as the reels have doubled or tripled the amount of drag pressure you can put on it. You've left the old style rods behind. So, you know, Accurate's coming up with a their own rods to match the reels that they have to put the drag pressure on the fish and have that rod actually lift the fish for you and do the work for you. And that's really the key for fishing nowadays, especially for this bigger fish. Yeah, you're exactly right, Stan. We, we had customers, you know, they, they would call and confide in us and say, Hey, you know, the only thing I could find in my market and in my tackle stores where the, you know, a, a glorified swim bait rod that would make my reel still feel cool. You pick up the reel and you think, oh, my gosh, look what this thing is. And, and they're saying that what this does, and, you know, you, you really can't believe it. And then you buy a rod that feels good in the store, and then the rod isn't even close to doing what the reel could do. So, and, and then the, the alternative is a rod that makes your reel feel less cool. And that's that's not what you want to do. You don't want to you don't want to dumb down your, your, your rod because your, your reel feels that great. So our quest was to try to find something that would, that would fit, that would work, that had the pulling power, that had the sensitivity. But, you know, out of the, uh, you know, there's 300 through 800 that we combo up type thing. And uh, out of the 13 different combinations you could do, you know, 11 of them are less than a pound and a half as a rod and reel combo. Mm. You know, we're jumping around a little bit. We're speaking with Justin Poe from Accurate Fishing Company, and we could be sitting here talking two hours about all the products that they uh, uh, manufacture. But in the time we have left, you know, Accurate was known for the uh, level drag system on their reels. and But a lot of us, we we grew up with pen reels, and we grew up with star drags and there was there seemed to be a demand in a market out there for star drag and justin accurate fishing product listened to the fishermen and they came out with a product to meet that need that met the specifications and the quality that you would find in an accurate product we did john you know we we, we understand that uh you know not everyone wants to fish a lever drag and you know, some people, those lever drags are a little bit foreign. And uh, we, we, we set out to make a fantastic, accurate-style star drag. And, you know, in 2018, in July, uh, we launched the turn. Uh, man, we've learned a lot since that uh, process started, and it, it's still a bit of an evolution. But, uh, you know, it's, it's a very accurate version of a star drag. With the twin star drag, all stainless steel gears, all, you know, carbon fiber, all billet aluminum, you know, everything that you know an accurate reel to be is true in that star drag as well. Uh, it's just the star drag, which for us is a brand new mechanism, a uh, completely different thing than uh, our lever drags. And, you know, some customers, that's just what they want. So we, we gave them the option to start and uh, get to know accurate from a star drag perspective and you know, someday they'll upgrade into some of the twin great twin drag lever drag products. You know, two speed products, and um, we're happy to have those new customers jumping on board. Wow, you know, uh, it's just it's just almost impossible to see all the great products that are available. But if you are your everyday 
fishermen going out on the overnight boats, maybe the two-day boats going after some of these uh, bluefin that are out there, the yellowfin, the dorado. Uh, you're looking for a good, dependable, accurate reel. Is there, is there a reel that you can really recommend as being a starter reel for people to come in and take a look at and that they can build their arsenal from there? You know, I would, I would say, John, that, uh, you know, where we start and where the biggest, um, the biggest place to start with is, uh, you know, in a 400 size reel and a Fury, uh, mechanically speaking, it's like everyone else, but, uh, but, uh, by, uh, by our materials, you're going to be able to feel the difference and by the, you know, service, you're going to see the difference of what accurate can do for you. And then from there, you can decide whether you're really all in or whether you're just going to be in that fury type zone. There's no problem with that. We got a lot of people that fish furies their entire career and they work fantastic. But that fury 400 is just super, super versatile. It'll, it'll, it'll fly line a live bait fantastically. It'll throw a small cold snipe, cold sniper, things like that. And, you know, I, I wouldn't leave home without a 400 size reel for sure. You know, and uh, I know a lot of people, there's a lot of crave out there, craze right now to be throwing irons and jigs and everything else like that. Uh, especially in that turn series, do you have a recommendation for a good uh, jig reel in, uh, in that turn uh, single speed? I do. If the guys are island fishing, I would. I have no problem with fishing a turn. Me personally, with the surface iron, I'm fishing the turn 4.7 to 1. I think it doesn't yep. surf the jig quite as bit, quite as much. But if you're someone who does a little bit different trips and more trips, you know, if you're running island three-quarter days in the April through May time frame where those bigger bluefin are offshore, I don't think it's crazy to fish a 500 Valiant two-speed because there's nothing like, you know, hooking an 80-pound bluefin on a 7X or something like that and then being able to drop into low and get after it. You know, that 500 side is the most popular surface iron reel. The Valiant with the two-speed is very nice because, you know, surface iron isn't what surface iron was eight years ago. It wasn't, you know, just for half days in La Jolla and, you know, Coronado Islands. It's become so much more than that, and there's so many, so many big fish caught on those surface iron outfits. And that two-speed, depending on who you are and what kind of trips you do, can be the difference between putting one on the deck or not. All right. Justin, we could keep on going, uh, but, uh, you know, we invite you to see your local tackle dealers because Accurate is fairly well represented in all the major uh, uh, tackle dealers throughout Southern California. But if you don't see the model that you're looking for, uh, where can people go to find out to see the entire selection of uh, uh, Accurate reels that are available so that they can make a choice? And then go to their dealer, and if they can't find the model they're looking for, just ask them to order it for them, and you guys will get it. Yes, sir, John. You know, if you want to see the entire lineup, you can always go to www.accuratefishing.com. And uh, we have a store locator, a dealer locator, an online dealer locator there. And then just know that any authorized accurate dealer can order you anything, whether it's special colors, a model you don't see. Um, we're happy to send it to you and uh, get you dialed in. All right. Justin, thanks, thanks for Justin. taking some time to be with us. We, uh, uh, we appreciate it, and thank you for the great service and support 
you've given dealers like myself. I know we're not one of the biggest dealers that you have, but we always treat are treated that we're important, and especially when it comes to servicing our customers. You guys are number one. Thank you very much. Thank you, John. Thank you, Stan. Thank you, Dave. I appreciate it. Yes. All right. Tell the boys we said hi. Yeah. Hey, Stan, you're going to have you. to jump off now, are you not? Yeah, I'm going to have to jam. I got a little problem I got to take care of, and uh, fortunately, it's a good problem. So, all right. <laughs> we'll have to well, see we look forward. Time. We'll see you next Sunday night, okay? All right. Hey, we're going to take a break right now, but coming up next, we're going to have Pat McDonald from the Cabo Tuna Jackpot. Pat's going to be telling us all about this year's event, so stay tuned. There's a lot more fun and stories to be had after these messages. Hi, this is John, and I'd like to invite you to the new Angler's Arsenal location in Lakeside, California. We put together a staff of experts that'll help you find the tackle and gear you need at a price you can afford. We carry all the major brands. And if you need custom work done, we can do that for you with both rods and reels. How about servicing your old equipment? No problem. We can do it quickly, easily, at a price you can afford. We also do custom hand-poured plastics through Western Plastics. Design the lure of your dreams and catch the fish that have been getting away. So come and visit us in Lakeside. We're at 12255 Woodside Avenue. Or you can visit us at anglersarsenal.com. If you need to call us, we're at 619-466-8355. See you there. Every serious angler knows that a quality hook is an important part of their arsenal. Gamakatsu hooks are made from high-grade carbon steel, specially heat-treated to make them light and extra strong, but not brittle. Gamakatsu ring hooks are made with a one-piece ring, no welds, no weak spots, a very smooth-moving ring. Gamakatsu offers a huge variety of hooks for all types of fishing. Live bait hooks, both light and heavy-duty, to four extra strong. Circle hooks, tuna hooks, ringed hooks, tuna doubles, and many more. Don't waste your next fishing trip on a cheap hook. Get Gamakatsu hooks at your favorite tackle store now. I can't wait to spend some quality time with my son fishing this year, teaching him about casting, how to choose bait, set the hook, and how to be safe on the water by always wearing a life jacket. Save the ones you love. A message from California State Parks Division of Boating and Waterways. Are you looking for a quality fishing experience out of Cabo San Lucas for you, your family, and friends? but are a little set back with what charter company to choose, we urge you to use American and family-owned Lands and Charters. Lands and Charters offers their passengers affordable and all-inclusive services on a variety of vessels and trips. Fish with the latest of fishing gear while experiencing the hospitality of a long-time-owned family business. Go to LensandCharters.com to see all of their vessels and amenities available. Call Cobble Greg or Jenny at 800-281-5778 when you're ready for an action-packed Cabo fishing experience. 
Have you dreamed of experiencing the world-class in and offshore fishing off the exotic, tropical Pacific coast of mainland Mexico? Why not fish the sailfish capital of the world, Manzanillo, Mexico, with the folks you know and trust, Cedros Outdoor Adventures. In Manzanillo, you can find roosterfish, sailfish, marlin, tuna, dorado, and more, all within 20 miles of the shore. Our friends at Cedros Outdoor Adventures, they're offering an all-inclusive travel package to Manzanillo that makes your winter fishing dreams a reality for a special introductory price of $19.95. Cedros Outdoor Adventures is a name you learn to trust for safety and value, but these trips are available for a limited time only, starting this fall through March 2021. Learn further trip details and make your reservations by going to Cedros outdoorsadventures.com or call 619-606-6419. Run Real Radio is brought to you by BajaBound.com Insurance Services. Are you driving to Mexico? You can buy and print out your Mexican auto insurance policy online in the convenience of your own home or office in minutes now with BajaBound.com's easy-to-use website. After printing your auto insurance, check out the BajaBound.com site. There, too, you will find great travel tips and information to help you get the most out of your next road trip south of the border. So this is an important fact to remember. Use BajaBound.com. It's the easiest way to find and get Mexican auto insurance. Commercials will go right to the end. Hey, Dave Conway and I, we want to welcome you back to Rod Real Radio. Stan has had to take off. He's got a little matter that he had to tend to. Wendy had drawn an elk tag, and she's, she's actually hunting in Arizona right now, so we'll want to hear about what's happening there. Dave Conway was kind enough to stop on by. Dave, you know, from Conway Custom Rods, and Dave is also an employee here at Angler's Arsenal. He's our swim bait expert guy, and he's our flyer expert guy along with jonathan so dave thanks a lot for sticking around absolutely hey hey this next guest man we've had him on several times before but my gosh i don't know is this an end of an era this is the fellow that has been the tournament director for the cabo tuna jackpot for 23 years you'd know also knew him as the editor of western outdoor news magazine has worn many hats. He's an outdoor writer himself. I don't know if this is a good news, bad news story, but let's find out all about what's happening with Mr. Pat McDonald. Pat, welcome to the radio show. Hey, how's everything going, you guys? I'm glad we to be are on. doing good. We're talking about fishing, but man, you had one whiz bang event just last week down in Cabo San Lucas. It was the annual Cabo Tuna jackpot. There was a lot of, uh, you know, uh, fears that maybe it might not come off as well with the COVID restrictions down here. Tell us a little bit about what happened this year down there, Pat. Well, as you know, there were a lot of uh, protocols. Uh, these protocols were, were created by the Bisbee family uh, in cooperation with the Mexican officials. So that sounds very official. But basically, in order for these tournaments to happen down there, with uh, there, there were no crowds allowed at the weigh-ins, uh, a lot of issues with uh, how the weigh-ins were conducted, um, 
just it was it was everybody had to wear masks. It was uh, no parties. Uh, it was difficult. And but you know it's funny that from the tournament, even from the very first tournament that I was down down there uh, in July for the uh, Van Warmers, uh, um, uh, it was the Dorado event. They had 109 teams and they had just as much money as they've always had. And then all the and the Bisbees tournaments went on every, and then they had their baby Bisbees. And so I kind of, as time went on, I kind of had the feeling that. People were going. They didn't care that there was no parties. They were going to go down. They wanted to get out of. They wanted to get out of um, the whole, the whole United States thing, the politics and everything else. And they wanted to fish. And so I had a real good confidence that uh, that it was going to that it was going to be good. So we, and it was. I thought maybe we have 120 teams, and I would have been thrilled with that. We had 149 teams, and we were over, and we actually beat last year's prize money. It was like one million thirty thirty five thousand. So. And nine teams of one uh, shared that money. So, epic in terms of uh, success of the event. People had a great time. We didn't have any parties. The weigh-in was on Facebook Live. So it was really just a strange tournament, John. It was just wow. a strange tournament, but it turned out great. But it was weird. And it was my last year, and it was. It just felt not the way I kind of wanted to have it go out because I like to have. A party and the parties, and but it wasn't. This was the reality that we're in, and we adhere to every protocol uh, with the Mexican authorities, and we are in close contact with them. And everybody in Cabo and the anglers were, were just great to work with. So under most difficult of circumstances down there, uh, we everybody pulled it off, and we all had a great time. Well, you know, we have heard from Stan Vandenberg going down there with the uh, COVID protocols. Uh, 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 Captain or Cabo Greg uh, Aristi from Lands End Charters. Uh, we heard from him last week, and that when you go down there, there is almost a, an overabundance of precaution when it comes to social distancing and wearing masks and keeping your hands clean and wiping things off and everything like that because. These people depend on tourism, and they want to make sure that if people feel comfortable enough going down there, once they get there, they're going to feel comfortable while they're there. And obviously, you had to deal with that. And my congratulations to you, because there, were, there was probably you know two or three times the amount of work you'd normally have to pull this thing off successfully. And it looks like you did it. Well, you know, I didn't do it by myself, John. You know, as you know, um, I, not not to be you know magnanimous about it and everything else. It was difficult to plan a tournament uh, like we always have with a fiesta party and a big check-in, with hundreds of people walking around, and weigh-ins with three or four hundred people watching, the bands, music, and then a seven hundred person party uh, to to uh, congratulate the winners and all the winners. Um, it, it it was. Um, and then you had to adapt to another form of a tournament with, with four months to go as Mexico was trying to figure out its protocols and other tournaments were being held and the protocols were being adhered to. And then finally, they they finally just said, you can't have anything. So this is what you're going to do. And then so it was like <laughs> it was like planning three <laughs> tournaments. And uh, but by the time we got down there, the staff was uh Chuck Buhajer of West Nettor, he's the general manager of the of the uh, up, uh, and Jonathan Roldan, my heir apparent, my heir to the director's job, and all the staff. They just had it dialed in. 
Tracy Ehrenberg down there at Pisces. She let us use her facilities for check-in uh, one person at a time for the team and, and the weigh-in facility at her marina. It was really weird, but we, we pulled it off. And uh, it was a lot of it was because everybody just understood that it was critical that we that we uh, that we have the tournament and we and we make everybody feel comfortable and we provided a safe environment and we satisfied the protocols demanded by the authorities. If we had not, they would have shut us down or they would have shut the marina down, which would have been devastating for Tracy and Marco Ehrenberg because they own the marina and the fuel dock. So we really had to toe the line more than any other tournament that was held in Cabo this year. And I can safely say that's the truth because we were told that they were not happy with some of the things that went on with the Bisbees, um, the number of people on boats and et cetera, and masks. And so we said, Hey, I don't, we weren't there. We didn't see it, but you just tell us what you want and we will do it. We will adhere to every protocol. So we tried. So, and, and I think we did well. Well, let's talk a little bit, Pat, about the fishing, because I saw some pictures (laughs) again, like in most tournaments, there were some guys that won the pre-fish, but when it came time to the fishing, and eh, that was something else. Tell us about exactly um, what the fishing was like uh, over the course of the event. Well, let me tell you, the uh, you know everybody was wondering how how, how big the fish were going to be, and in in some years, over twenty two years, the, there haven't been all huge fish, and some years are just better than others for big fish. We had three fish over two hundred this year. It was a 202, a 209, and a 210 for the champions on Ole Ole. Um, and they were only in the 5,000. They were all in the 5,000 jackpot, I think. And, and so they won some money. They didn't win all the money. The other teams won quite a bit of money. But the champs don't always win all the money. Mm-hmm. Um, but but the fishing was considered to be not that great because only three tuna over 210 pounds and then a 175 and a 186 over two days. That's not that bad, really. I mean, that's pretty good but in relation to last year when we had like 10 12 fish over 200 and one 345 it does pale in comparison to the, to last year but uh but hey you know it's a it's a it's a tournament and uh, the biggest fish wins it doesn't matter how big it is so a 210 pounder you know won won the uh won the title and then uh, uh the couple other teams they they won like 250,000 300,000 Hey, get this though. A twenty-two, a twenty-two pound Dorado, one hundred and four thousand. So, uh, oh, <laughs> it's, sweet. which is insane, insane. You couldn't get a fish over, uh, just couldn't get a fish over thirty pounds the first day. So it dropped to twenty the next day, and the next day in that optional, and uh, um, two teams got a twenty pounder. That was it. Only two teams weighed in twenty pound plus Dorado the second day, and the twenty-two pounder won it. So uh, that was. Uh, Trace Amigos, I mean, sorry, it was the uh, tag team, the 22.5 Dorado. And uh, the next biggest fish was a 21.4 Dorado. So crazy that tag team won uh, um, 104,000. And that was the team actually that would have won it last year had they been in the uh, optional, the Dorado optional, that was worth 80,000. And this year they re-entered again, and Tracy Ehrenberg of the Pisces Fleet saw them at the entry and said, are you in the Dorado this year? Because you weren't last year, and you would have won it. And they said, no, we're not. And he says, he says, put the $1,000 down, I insist, or else I'm never going to talk to you again. And they did. <laughs> and they won. And they won $104,000. Um, crazy stuff. I mean, those are kind of fun stories. And 
Um, there is one other really fun story. Um, there was a, uh, a team that uh, early on asked us if they could uh, get a free entry, and there were a, a bunch of guys sitting around, a VA, it was like F, it was a um, veterans facility, you know, they're all sitting around going, we've heard about this tuna terminal, we should call up and see if we can get, if we can do it. And they all got a wild hair, and they called up uh, uh, the Conte fleet, and they donated not only a boat, a beautiful Cabo uh, Cabo uh, 35, but a condo for these for these guys. Oh and then gosh. we gave them a free entry. And these veterans, including one who was an amputee, a woman, uh, they competed in the tournament, and they weighed in the fish, and they had an incredible experience. And Western Hunter News will have a, a letter by uh, Joe Passarelli, who organized all of it, about his experiences uh, doing the doing the tournament, and you know I just have to thank everybody who contributed. You know the Picante fleet uh, donated the boat and the condo. I mean, uh, and then Western Hunter News kicked in the thousand dollar entry, and then they got into a couple other optionals. And they, they didn't win, but they had a one incredible experience. So um, that was a real cool part of the tournament too. There's always these fun aspects of the tournament that have nothing to do with money, and um, you know we raised. Uh, I think about 13000 about half of what we normally raise for the Smiles International Foundation, which does uh, surgical sur- surgeries for kids for cleft, with, with cleft palate deformities. And so we raised some money there. And, you know, everything was just kind of a little bit different this year, but it was good. It was really good. And it was a good way to go out. Strange way to go out, but it's, it was a good way for me to, to end uh, my tenure as a director. Well, and I wanted to ask you about that because obviously a lot of people come from out of town, fish, they have a great time, but this event and the event like the Bisbee and the Black and Blue Tournament, they are tremendous shots in the arm right now for the city and the people and especially like the question of what happens with all that fish that's caught. It doesn't... It isn't all packed on an airplane and, and goes to Australia or the United States or Canada or wherever the guys are fishing from. No, no, John, it goes to uh, most, a lot of it, a lot of it, and I mean that. A lot of it gets uh, packaged up by Tracy Ehrenberg uh, and Marco at, from their facility. They donate to their church, and then also Dreammaker Charters, uh, Dale and Grace, they also have uh, their church, and so this Food is donated to the two the two churches down there for families. It's, you know, it's high high quality protein, and these kids, you know, they need it. You know, down there, and so yeah. So I'd say seventy five percent of the fish that's caught was is donated, and the other twenty five percent is made out of made fish tacos down there at the local restaurants, and uh, and, and some of it's uh, packed up and uh, and sent home too with the guys. And we, we we encourage people to do both, donate and take fish home. Now, you've uh, kind of we've kind of alluded to it that after I think twenty three years, you're going to pass the baton on to someone else as being the tournament director of this event. But if there is a lasting memory that you have from the Cabo Tuna jackpot that you're going to take with you, is that too much to ask you of just one lasting memory, or might there be a plethora of them? Well, there's a lot of them, but I would have to say, uh, you know, Kit, Kit McNair and I started the tournament uh, with other people at Western Hunter News, including Joe Higgins, who was an amazing marketing guy. Uh, that got it off the floor, and then Bob Twilliger, the late Bob Twilliger, he died in uh, in, in January. He uh, yeah. 
he, encouraged, he encouraged us to, do, to go ahead and do it, and it was not an easy task. But Kit and I didn't really know how's the tournament in Cabo going to pan out. You know, everything else had been marlin tournaments. And very nowadays, everybody's like, oh yeah, tuna tournament. You know, back then nobody thought Cabo would even ha- would support a tuna tournament. Another marlin tournament, yeah, but not a tuna. And I was like, hey, there's a lot of tuna fishermen; <laughs> they'll come. So. Kit and I didn't really know how it was going to happen, how it was going to go. And so after the first year, we drew 112 teams. And Minerva and Bob Smith down there, they were they were like, hey, you pulled it off. We never thought you'd do it, but you did it. I go, well, the power of Western Hunter and News is pretty powerful. And the fact that, you know, we you know we wanted other people to enjoy the uh, the excitement of the Bisbees but couldn't afford it. So we, we were providing the, another t- kind of tournament for people. And, and they responded. And so... Anyhow, after, my great response was Kit and, I, and, and all the staff, we went out to dinner afterwards, and we just were so exhausted and tired but thrilled that the thing had been pulled off. So we're at a restaurant, and, and uh, I, Kit, Rich Holland's next to me, and he, he, and I, he said, what are you, you going to order? And I said, I want two shots of tequila, and I want two margaritas, and I want them lined up. And I don't want to be bothered again for drinks the rest of the night. <laughs> and Rich looks at me about uh, t- two hours later, and he goes, "I've never seen anybody get drunk so fast in my life." <laughs> I go, "I go, I am just so happy and thrilled to be done with it. I just want to." I tied one on, and that was the last time I ever got that trash. But it was just all the pressure of, of doing that tournament and pulling it off. And uh, in subsequent years, we always always celebrated the fact that we pulled it off without any major injuries to people. Uh, no, no pro, no. Uh, no protest. We did have one protest uh, later on that uh, that did pan out, and then we we ruled against the team. But everybody, even when they even when they were even when they were caught or whatever, a few people got caught. They they still were um, were very good about it. They understood that they had busted the rules and and that the, it cost them some money. But I've never had anybody, you know, really you know, yell at me or threaten me or anything over the years. And I think that just goes to the fact that most fishermen are pretty, pretty good people. And if they understand why they got disqualified and they know that I'm firm about it, then they go with it. So I guess I'm just most proud of all the experiences of having dealt with controversies and then solve them and then having to pull it off without any major issues or injuries to people. I think that's the thing that I'm kind of most proud of over the years and that the tournament after Kit had left that I carried, I carried it on uh, and that it, and then again, that it grew and then now it's over a million dollars. It's one of the three tournaments in Mexico that have a million dollar purse. The Bisbee's uh, has, Two of them. No, they have three, and we have the fourth. That's right. There are four tournaments in Baja alone that have million-dollar-plus purses, and we're one of them. So I'm pretty proud of that. Well, you know, you talked about that uh, this was your swan song. And, you know, Western Outdoor News has gone through changes over the years. You know, it started uh, by, uh, you know, Bert Twilliger and then passed on to Bob. And then, unfortunately, we lost Bob. In January, Western Outdoor News has been changing. Bob was a big supporter of this event because he was a big outdoorsman. Uh, are is this still going to be under the Western Outdoor News banner? And what can we look forward to seeing in the future? Will it go on? Oh, sure. I'm I'm just the director, you know. I mean, you know, no. Uh, 
various other directors of various other tournaments that Western Ontario News has been has been doing have have moved on, you know, retired. Um, and uh, I always say it's you know, leaving something like this is a little like footprints in the sand. You you walk off the sand, your footprints are still there, but eventually, you know, they're gone. And the other person walking in those same steps are going to have their own and their own way of doing things. And already Jonathan Roldan, who's going to be doing it, he uh, he's already has he and Jill Roldan of Tailhunter International and Chuck all have uh, a lot of other great plans for the tournament and, and their way of running it. And uh, I've complete total faith that they're going to do an incredible job. And the people, when they go down there, are going to have a, a wonderful time. And the people, the infrastructure of the people down there, too, with Tracy Ehrenberg and Brian Solomon and <clears throat> Dale and Grace, there's a very good, strong uh, infrastructure of people down there that are going to make this thing happen. And the government officials love us. Um, we we inject a lot of money into the Cabo area and for the and the people and these are just not the rich people these are just the workers and the hotels and everything else the restaurants <clears throat> just the average working person they're very excited about the fact that we did this tournament that look people that we didn't just cut and run we actually went down there and and to be honest John uh, you know with COVID and everything it, you're kind of putting yourself in um, in a and it's somewhat of a dangerous situation. You've got hundreds of people, and you don't know you don't know these people. Sure. I went from total isolation down to Cabo, and then I'm around four or five hundred people. So we did it with uh, knowing that when we got back, we'd have to isolate. And I've already been tested, and waiting for the test results. I'm sure I'm fine. But so yeah, it was a commitment for us to continue this, and it was a commitment for me to make sure that this tournament happened this year, and everybody at Western Ontario News was in the same in the same boat. For sure, it's good for Cabo, and we wanted to do it, and we did it. And pretty proud of the fact that it, that it was pulled off and, and went as well as it did. The fishing wasn't great, but uh, but it was good enough. So, and uh, nine nine teams won, shared one million dollars, and that's a record for the tournament. So, well, it's yeah. just like the U.S. Open, uh, fishing Lake Mead is not necessarily the place where you're going to catch the biggest fish or the biggest sack. But everyone's fishing under the same conditions, and someone has to win. Someone has to come in last, and it's a <laughs> yeah. challenge to go out there and, and fish. And that's why events like the U.S. Open and the Cabo Tuna Jackpot and the, some of the other events that you all run are been so successful because they've been so run, so well run, and the money has has been good, and people think they're treated fairly, and they'll keep on coming back. And you've yeah, been a big but, part of that yeah. with your team. So well, congratulations that's, that's on true. that, sir. Yeah, that's very true, John. I will just want to mention that Billy Egan, who runs the U.S. Open, he's very adamant, a very strong person, very honest. Uh, he doesn't play favorites. You can't play favorites. You know, I, I've disqualified two really close friends of mine in the tournament over the years. And I said, I would disqualify my mother if she was still alive. I go, it is the rules are the rules, and I, you can't bend them. I think though that kind of a level playing field, no matter what your level is, is whether it's just an entry or you're across the board, it has to be that way, or it will be the death of the tournament. If you have some rich guy who comes in and he's across the board and he's starting to pressure you, you have to just basically say, "I don't really care." Yep. I don't care. I go. I don't care if you stay in the tournament. I don't care if you leave the tournament. I don't care. I don't know you. If I give in to you, um, is the tournament and everything I've worked for all these years would be destroyed. I'm, I'm sorry, but 
The answer is no. I, I, you know, and so and I got that multiple times over the years um, that people would try to put their pressure on me. And you have to be firm. And Billy, Jonathan, uh, guys, they they have complete and total honesty. And I think people count uh, count on that in tournaments. They have to. Otherwise, what is a tournament? It's it's That's really nothing. Right. You know, as as uh, being a tournament director for so many years, uh, one of the hardest things uh, that I had to do is when you had a protest, and the protest, you know everybody in the event, and you like to keep everything light, everyone's having a good time, but you've <laughs> got to make the hard decisions. And uh, sometimes people get upset at you, and but that's the way it goes. You You said it exactly right. You have to keep it a fair playing field for everyone. You've done that. Billy is doing that right now. And all the events that Western Bass has run over the years have been run uh, under that same moniker. Uh, tell me, yeah. uh, just before, in, in a couple of minutes we have left, uh, you've worn many hats. You've been editor of Western Outdoor News. You've been the, the director of these events. What are we looking about Pat McDonald doing in the future? Uh, right now, I'm doing, just doing the Baja reports. I'm doing uh, some features for a couple of magazines, and um, I'm going to fish the tournament probably next year. I think I, at this point, my plans are we have a we have a boat and a team, you know, that we're talking. They're, we're organizing that, and then from a professional uh, standpoint, I think I just want to relax a little bit, travel whenever I can get out the door after this COVID thing slows down or eases up a little bit. It's been frustrating for sure. And uh, um, I don't know. I, I, I was editor for 34 years, and I've been working since I was 12 years old. I think it's just nice, yeah, it's just nice to be able to just ease up a little bit. And this, is the, this was always the game plan, to retire from Western Outdoor News, continue to do the tournament for two or three years, do the Baja reports, do some features, host some trips, and ease into the, uh, the retirement instead of just cutting off, cutting off. And, and then I, I didn't want to do that. So... This is part of the game plan. Um, I didn't want to do this tournament for too much longer. It's gotten extremely big. Um, the pressures, on, the pressures of it, physically and mentally, are uh, will, will take it. They will take their toll on you, as any director will know, who's ever done anything, particularly this big. Um, so I didn't really want to uh, end up having a stroke or something, and so health is is really critical to me. You know, I'm 66 years old and I want to make sure I stay healthy. So, you know, and the money was really not terribly a factor. It, um, so it was, it was easy for me to step away uh, from some of this. So where do I go from here? Well, I don't know. I mean, there's a lot of options for me, but I think I just enjoy writing and hanging out with my grandkids and traveling with my wife. And, and I think that's, uh, and working out and staying healthy. I think that's, I think that's enough for me right now. And I've got a feeling if there are other Cabo Tuna jackpots to be had, you'll probably make your way down there. You, you, you probably just can't stay away from it because uh, over the years, uh, it, it's just obvious you've grown to, to have a love and a passion for not only Baja, California, but the people you've worked with and you met there. And you just can't yeah. say goodbye to that overnight. Yeah. Yeah. What's well, funny, John, you mentioned that. I just forgot. to. I, I already got offered a job to host another tournament. Down, I'd be direct another tournament down there. And I was like, <laughs> eh, let me have to think about that one. So, you know, I'm, yeah, well, <laughs> I'm trying to get out of this one. I don't want to start another one. 
But uh, what was it? A golf tournament or maybe a pool tournament? So, yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, another tournament, another tournament. They, you know, why would I? You know, why would I do that? But, but you know, uh, after a couple of weeks, you start to go. God, that was fun. That was great. You know, I forget about. It's kind of like childbirth for a woman. I imagine, of course, you and I have never had a baby and never will. But you always wonder how can a woman go through all that pain and suffering and then and then go and then want to go through it again? It's because all the good things that come out of that, and you forget the pain, you forget the the, the, the sickness and everything else, and so. That's probably, it might be the case, John. As I always say, it's kind of like beating your head against the wall. It feels so good when you stop. <laughs> Boy, you're right. Yeah, that, is, that, is a great, that is a great analogy. Yeah, Pat, we so. can uh, keep up with you on Facebook, and obviously you'll still be involved with Western Outdoor News. People can send inquiries over to you. I thank you for all your great service, running these great tournaments, and also being a good friend of Rod Reel Radio here. And, coming on and, and telling us about your events. We appreciate you taking the time to be with us. Well, John, I really appreciate the invitation. It's a pleasure as always mine. All right. Pat McDonald, uh, former director of the Cabo Tuna Jackpot, but gone but not forgotten for sure. Hey, everyone, that's it for tonight. I want to thank uh, David Conway for being with us. Always our in-studio producer, Otto, Ben Harvey, and always in memory of Big Tuna Bill, Eddie McCune, and Paul Leader, who kept us on the air. Thanks a lot, everyone. We're out for now. We'll see you live next week. There's a sign upon your door. Pops, don't blab it around, will you? Gone fishing. Keep it shady. I got me a big one staked out. You ain't working anymore. I don't have to work. I got me a piece of Gary. Cows need milking in the barn. I have the twins on that detail. They each take a side. But you just don't give a darn. Give four bits of cow and hand lotion. You just never seem to learn. Man, you taught me. You ain't got no ambition. You're convincing. Gone fishing. Got your hound dog by your side. That's old Cindy Lou going with me. Gone fishing. Fleas are biting at his hide. Folks won't find this.